Hey, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We've got an audio and video interview for you today. Uh, actually, a buddy of mine has joined us on the show today. I'll introduce you to him in just a second. For those of you who are listening to the show, this is one of those episodes where if you go to the show notes, you'll see a link to YouTube and you can meet our guest today, see the screen and uh, see us interacting. But if you just want to listen, that's cool too. Whatever listening app you're on, podcast app, thanks for joining us today. This, of course, like I said, is Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim. And the guest today is Morgan Boer. He's a guy I've known. I'm going to call him a kid. Now that I'm over 50, I get to call people kid, man, unless you like, I figure 35 is about the cutoff. Uh, so it's a kid, but he's built an incredible business. We're going to hear his story here in just a minute. And uh, known him, what, we've known each other, what, for over a decade, Morgan, probably? You definitely knew me when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching you grow up, man. And uh, what a great young man you've turned into recently got married. So we want to hear your story. But most exciting to me is at one point you approached us. It's been less than a couple of years or so ago going from memory. And mm-hmm. hey, what, what's this internet Amazon thing? You had some conversations with our son, Trey, if I recall. And you jumped in with both feet, jumped into the proven Amazon course, and you've built an incredible business. Uh, yes, so sir. kudos to you, man. You've done the work. But I love that we've played a part of the story here. So I'm going to turn the microphone over to you, man. Tell us your story. Fill in some of those gaps. Awesome. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't have done this without your podcast and without the PAC courses. That's really what, what launched me to get me going. Um, so my, my story is uh, probably like a lot of people you hear is a, a weird one. Not not the path uh, I thought I would take, but I was in college, sophomore, and I was in school. I thought, I, hey, I'll be a basketball coach. I'll be a, a business guy, something like that. And my future father-in-law owned a business. And he's like, hey, you want to sell for me? And I was like, it's what I want to do anyway. I'll drop out of college. Cool. So I drop out and he owns a great business. I can't thank him enough. It was an awesome opportunity. I worked for him for about two years and I was coming up on getting married to his daughter. And so I thought might be a little weird working for him, father-in-law. So I was meeting with a buddy from church and he said, have you heard anything about Amazon? And I was like, you know what? I've never even bought anything from Amazon. I've never bought anything on eBay. I, I guess I'm a millennial, but I got the tech um, mind of somebody a lot older. I'm not very good with computers. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> not really. And so he's like, one of my buddies got into it and he's been selling these marble towers and he made over a million dollars last year. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And so I kind of got into the business trying to find my marble tower. And I thought, my marble tower. This is going to be kind of easy. Wow, this is awesome. So I go home, tell my dad, and he's like, you know what? I think that's what Jim does. So that's when I contact you and you're like, hey, listen to some of these podcasts and take the course. So I'm like, awesome. That's going to be terrific. So I take the course and I was like, all right, I'm doing this. Quit my job. So now I'm five months from getting married quit my job that I probably could have had forever and do something I've never even done before. And so again, couldn't have done it without Pat because I had no, no experience whatsoever. So when, when I first started taking it, you know, you have, you have your retail arbitrage or wholesale private label. And if I could give any first time seller a word of advice is pick, 
pick one thing. I jumped into it thinking, okay, Mondays I'm going to do retail arbitrage. Wednesdays I'm going to do wholesale. Friday I'm going to do private label. And that's just, you just have no idea until you kind of do it, but you just kind of pick one, figure that out. And then you can start moving on to, to a little bit of something else. Yeah. We call that, uh, around here, we call it bolting instead of bouncing, right? Because one of the things, I think you're at this stage now, your business at this stage now where you can be building systems and automating some things, bringing on a team and bolt down some of the systems and processes you've built and then move on to some of those things that you've talked about. Continue expanding. Definitely. We can dig into that more later, either on this call or, or separately, but uh, yeah, you learned a you learned a lesson early. Like, yeah, you can't scatter yourself all over the map and and make progress, right? Right, exactly. Yes, and so I am. I'm getting to that point now where where I do have those systems in place to where I can I can now. And it's taken me a, a year and a half to now start moving on to my to my next uh, step here. So I took the course and I started October 2017. And I thought I wanted to start with wholesale just because of the whole marble tower idea. But as I started a little more listening to your videos, podcasts, I thought for myself, it could be different for other people, but I thought I was jumping in on level 10 and skipping one through nine, where I kind of need to, I needed to sell some things before I, I buy from somebody. So that's where I was started with retail arbitrage. And man, you, you learn a lot quickly. You, you really do. I remember my first day walking into a store and I spent eight hours shopping and I came home with nothing. Next day, I made 10 bucks. <laughs> and I remember telling my dad, this just isn't working. I think I, I, think I made a mistake. Yeah. Like $10 in two days isn't going to work. And so you just, you know, you just be persistent. Keep, you just keep learning. You learn something. I mean, I still learn new tricks, just new things every day that make things go quicker. So I, I think I kind of started at a, a good time without knowing it, being able to start in Q4. So I was able to, to sell some things there. And that brought me to 2018. And by this time, I was able to hire my mom part-time packing for me so I could spend all my days just shopping away, walking through stores. And so 2018, she was able to work for me full-time. We did about 250000 in sales with right at a 30% margin. And this year, 2019, my wife starts for me full-time on Monday. So I got my mom full-time, my wow. wife full-time. That's a big, that's a big deal. Yeah, because she's been working. <laughs> that's uh, cool. She was on staff like an administrator at the, at the church that we attend, right? Yes, she's been the receptionist there for a little over a year now. Okay, but she's going full-time with you now. I heard that that was coming, but that's actually happening like a few days from now, huh? That's cool. That's Monday, yep. So she, my mom just, she just had too much and we were just, we were just piling up. It couldn't get enough, couldn't get enough product out. So I'll have two full-time packers going for me. That's great, man. Yes, sir. So you're still the, you're the only one doing the sourcing still. I am the only one buying. And how many hours a week are you putting in buying retail? I would say, uh, I mean, just a normal, a normal um, eight to five. Yeah. Nothing, nothing crazy. Some days, some days I'll go longer, but then some days like today, 
come home at noon. Go my grass before I get on the podcast with you. Yeah, uh, and I appreciate that, buddy. Yeah. So you're doing the math in your head right now, like this podcast is costing me about two hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> yeah. No, I I am so happy to be on here. It's it really is like being on like a TV show when you're getting when you get older because I just remember driving around listening to this, getting my juices flowing and and my mind going, and it's just it's wild actually being on here, being able to being able to talk about this with you. Well, you, that's the next stage, man. I've been doing this long enough that I know that the people that come on this podcast and have a great story to tell, you're going to have people contacting you. Like if you go to our event in September, they're going to come up and want to give you a hug mm-hmm. and a handshake and like, you're the guy that motivated me, man. You changed my life. It, and it's, it's almost an addictive thing where you're like, right. wow, just by sharing my story, I can have that much of an impact on people. I want to do more of that. And that kind of takes you to that next level of leadership, you know, and, right. and that's where, that's how we've grown. Morgan is we've just uh, found people that have a teacher's heart that like, like, mm-hmm. you know, you were thinking about being a basketball coach and we could share some basketball stories, man. You're a baller. You played some good ball. I watched you grow up playing ball, man. You've got a, you've got a good game. <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah, dude, no, you, you right. can still get up and down. But I see these people who have a teacher's heart. They got a great story to tell. And they make great leaders. So I see the next iteration of this for you, like, you know, step into a leadership or create, help us create a course, do something with, with our community in a leadership role in some way. Like one success leads to more success. And it's very clearly right. a path that you're on. So it, it, it's great having you on the show. It really is. No doubt. I would, I would love that. I'm going to try to ask some questions that I think people are thinking in their head right now, listening to this. It's like, okay, he's working eight to five. That's, that's a pretty serious commitment to this. Mm-hmm. Share with us some more numbers that you're comfortable sharing. Specifically, one of the things that I want to know is how many stores are on your circuit? Right. So, and, and another, another quick number for you is this year, I'm the only one buying and strictly right now, retail arbitrage. I, as of this week, after uh, you had a podcast a couple of weeks ago about Amazon kind of shifting out of buying as much, that's kind of gotten my juices flowing. Maybe this is the step my next step to try to get into wholesale a little bit. But up to this point, 100% retail arbitrage, we're on pace for a conservative number to do about 450000 this year. And that's if the fourth quarter was just like these uh, months. So I should, with fourth quarter, we should hit a close to half a million. And that's, that's strictly, strictly RA. So I have three to five stores that I go to. But there are a decent amount of them. So I would say on my list of stores that I hit every single week, probably 70, 70 to 75. And you just kind of get in a routine. I just, Monday, I go to the same stores Tuesday. And it's kind of funny. You start, you start uh, knowing the people that work there and you kind of build a little relationship with the, with the people at the stores as well. Have those relationships paid off for you in any way ever? Like you've gotten any inside tips? Big time. He'll, I have a, a guy um, at a store and he'll, he'll tell me when I walk in, Hey, next week, we're putting all these on clearance, come in this day. They're all going to be on clearance. Get them out of here. <laughs> Is that a manager? He, yeah. He's a ma- manager in the electronics section. Jeez. And I just, I have a, I have a couple like that where they're like, Hey, come back next week. I'm about to mark down all this stuff. And I'll be like, Hey, I'll be here. That's awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Well, tell us some of your like, uh, again, without giving away any, you know, one of the kind of the rules of our community is, hey, we'll tell our story all day, but we're not going to tell you exactly the product if it leads to competition, right? Uh, but right, give us more, right. more specifics. Like what departments do you like? You like, you mentioned electronics. 
Like, what are some tips that you could give someone who's kind of in that early stage of, you know what? I'm more stuck in that stage of, I just spent two days and found 10, 20 bucks. Right. Help me, Morgan. Like, you know, what things might you drop on folks is just a kind of general tip. And, and for the audience's sake too, I want to let everyone know, retail arbitrage is just one way to do this. Right. And I, I've got some other questions for you too, but I want to make sure everyone realizes, you know, there's all kinds of strategies for finding product. It doesn't necessarily involve doing what Morgan's doing, but that's a strategy that you, it's resonated with you. You've turned it into half million dollar a year of revenue at, at about a 30% you know, net, you said, right? Profit margin, depending on, you want to be careful how we mention that, but basically you're putting what, about 150 in the bank of the 500? Close to it, right. Pretty close to it. Okay. Just so everyone's real clear on that. Because some people are like, oh, what's net, net profit margin? You know, like, like people throw the terms around without defining them sometimes. So not bad, man. I mean, there's no job that you could go out there and say, hey, I want to be kind of flexible hours. I want to support my wife and my mom full-time with the money. And I want to pull down about 150K. You know, there's not a lot of options out there, but you've built it. So congratulations, man. I'd have to be a pretty good basketball coach. Yeah, give us some retail arbitrage tips, man. Um, yeah. So when I first started, I I just remember just walking loops in these stores and just like, what am I even doing? Where am I even going? And I just had to kind of find a section that kind of knew a little bit about. I kind of knew how much how much they sold for and I know nothing about like outdoors and like anything to do with outdoors. So I completely stayed away from those sections to start. I knew about phones, about electronics, stuff like that, games. So that's, that's where I went to first. And I just would spend when I first learned just a couple hours, just learning what works, what doesn't. And so I just, I went to a specific category first, kind of like with, with the wholesale RA, I just had to narrow down what I was doing at first. So I narrowed down, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure this out in this section first and then expand from there. That way I wasn't walking around stores wasting my time. And then once you find something at one store that works, it works at other stores. So have you ever considered expanding and getting like buyers in other states grabbing the same stuff you're grabbing? Yes. So that's, that would hopefully be the next step. I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. The, the only reason why I haven't is just, I just feel like I need to find somebody that I trust a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, cause they'll be buying probably with, with my money, with my card, but definitely, definitely because yeah, if you find something at one store, the chances of them being at the other 40 stores is very likely. So definitely. Do you ever experience um strange question, but I've run into this a few times before different prices at the same chain and you approach them and say, Hey, they're selling this for a different price over here. Can you honor the price? I mean, have you ever run into any of that? Yes. Sometimes they do. If you get a, if you get a guy and bring your receipt from the other store, sometimes they will. But what I found that's funny is you can't always trust the, the price that they have at the store. So if you know, I bought this for $10 at the last five stores and they have it for 20 here, have them, have them price check it, have them ring it up. And I'll, I would say 75% of the time, I know the price <laughs> better than the guy working there just because I bought it before. And he's like, oh, I forgot to change the tag. Yep, it is 10 bucks. <laughs> That's awesome. And so those are the little, those are the little kind of tips that you learn a- along the way. Like, yeah, that, that shouldn't be that price. That is a little cheaper. Yeah. If I were coaching you, which I like to take the chance to do a little bit, I'd just I've seen businesses at different stages, right? And you're mm-hmm. at a really fun stage where you have a lot of options and they're all really good options. 
man, bringing people onto the team, have them sign a non-compete agreement and put them to work. And yeah. you, you're at a point now where you can begin to manage a business versus you know, working on your business instead of working in your business. Right. You'll make a lot more money when you stop shopping. Yeah. Right. And you're aware of that. Right. But the thing that I love about this episode is it's really, it's just another one of these episodes where it's going to leave people scratching their heads going, man, why can't I be doing this? If he's doing it and all these other people that Jim interviews are doing it and you know, he's young, he didn't get a college degree. He just went out and started doing it. Man, why can't I? I love that. It's going to motivate a lot of people, Morgan. I appreciate it, man. What other tips do you have for folks? Uh, what, you know, what else comes to mind? Something else that I would share with people is, and this was made me a little nervous at first, and it goes back to my, I didn't have a lot of tech knowledge going into this. And when I first started, I thought that you probably did because it's internet sales. But man, you don't. You really don't. I was 21 years old when I started the business, and I didn't own a laptop. That was my first purchase. I went and bought a laptop. I didn't have a computer. So you don't have to have any technology. It, it explains it for you. you and if you take PAC, you'll be, you'll be set knowing what to do. I appreciate the plug, man. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. doubt. Have you been through the Amazon 101 content yet by any chance? We've just added that in the past four or five months. I have not yet. Dude, you, you should check it out. Uh, because it, I, I love that you've succeeded without even tapping into some of the newer retail sourcing strategies that we teach. Right. Let me ask you this. Do you have any, uh, kind of the, the popular term in our community is replenishable, meaning you just go back and order the same stuff over and over and over again. So for a specific season, yes. Okay. So you know that they're going to sell this. And this is, this is why I want to get into more wholesale because you find something and you just, you know, you can just reorder, reorder. Whereas right. Maybe for two months, I know I can buy this, and then gotcha. they're and then they're out of stock. You know, they were getting rid of them. They might put them back on the shelf shelf for a little bit, but then then it's done. But so that yeah, that is why I kind of want to now move into a little bit of something. I love it because you know, from my perspective, Morgan, what you've done is you've taken one of the more difficult ways to scale to a half million dollar a year business from the various ways you can jump into Amazon and scale, you, you picked arguably the, one of the more difficult ones. OA may be a little more challenging uh, online arbitrage, depending on circumstances. But there's people with businesses two, three times your size, and they're grabbing replenishables from retail. Mm -hmm. That's what our Amazon 101 training is. It just went into the Proven Amazon course recently, but it teaches you how to go in and find the stuff that you're probably walking past right now. Right that you can just be going back and name brand bagged, you know, candies and, and other items that they're selling for two fifty every day at Walmart. And you put them into a bundle set of three and you sell it for $24 and right. just repeat over and over 15 units a month. You start building up your inventory of that stuff. That's super easy to source from any number of places, right? Your eyes are just going to be bolting at this content, man. You'd be like, what yeah. have I been walking past? And that's what I love about this business is that the deeper you dig into it, you realize, man, I've been walking right past gold sitting on retail shelves. Right. And that's, again, this is just one strategy. What you're going to end up with, you're going to end up with your marble tower at some point, right? That right. product that you just sells 100 units a month and you place a new order once a month and check your numbers once a week and it's just rolling. Right. You've got such a great inch deep, mile wide 
selection now, something's going to pop. But man, you're, you're positioned extremely well to do some yeah. really big stuff, man. I'm proud of you, buddy. Thank you. I'm sure as, as soon as I take that course, I'm going to be walking through my first store just thinking, oh my goodness, I've seen this for the past year and a half. You know, what am I, what am I doing? Yeah, we've got to, got to get you into that. And if you see any gaps in our products, man, I'm sure the listeners today are thinking, yeah, man, I'd love to you know, look over Morgan's shoulder for a day and, and pick up some more of his tips. And if there's any content, right. you can go through the course like, oh, they really should teach people this because you're, you're pretty cutting edge on this. And I love that you came into it totally green. It kind of reminds me of Abe. I don't remember what episode it was. Abe, he's one of our great coaches on yes. our team, but in construction full-time, had never used a computer. Right, right. <laughs> Literally had never used a smartphone, a computer. Like he had a, I, I don't remember, like an old flip phone or something. Used it for phone calls, man. He, I don't know if he's even texting or not. Jumped in, took off, built an incredible business. And now he's one of our leading coaches and he's just a, a genius at digging into paid traffic strategies and he's right. just doing his job for us. But I love those stories, man. Starting, It's almost an advantage to come in not knowing anything because you don't have to unlearn a bunch of stuff. It really is. It really is. Yeah. And something else that I would say is a, a lot of people might not be in this position, but something that I did, and if people have jobs now, they, they might be able to use a strategy. I didn't pay myself for a year. And so everything that I bought, I just was able to snowball it, snowball it, snowball it. So if somebody starts this part-time and they have a job, if you don't have to take the profits, I wouldn't for a little bit. And then you can kind of build up a little, a little bank over here where you're just now able to, to scale it even quicker. Is that one of your limiting factors still, even at the level you're at now? My cash flow? Yes. Yeah. As I've been getting bigger, um, I've been able to talk to some, to some business owners that have invested in me a little bit, which has been nice. But it's, yeah, I, something I've learned is even though you have a, a half million dollar business, cash flow is still always a, always a, a barrier for sure. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's always the cap. How much cash can you get your hands on? But if you become a predictable, safe bet, money finds you too. We've learned that in our business where if you can predictably turn $10 into 20, people with $10 bills are going to find you, man. <laughs> right, yes. And that, that is what's happened, yeah, in 2019 with these, two, with these two business owners, for sure. That's awesome, man. I love it. What a great story. So what's the future look like? Do you, do you spend much time kind of painting a five-year plan? This is what this could turn into? Right, so I right now, <laughs> in a year and a half, I'm at my five-year plan, which is awesome. I had a in my in my notes. This is this is where I wanted to be five years from where I started. So so now in 2019, at the beginning, I kind of had to revise that. Thankfully, so there's eventually, you know, there's. I think this is probably doing RA is the one section that has that actually really has a ceiling. You know, personally, I can only shop so much. So from here, I neither I need to either get some more shoppers or this is where I start to transition myself into other avenues in the business, which is, which is where I would like to, to go from here. Yeah. I spent the last 15 years and hopefully this resonates with you and some folks listening or watching today. As your business grows, once you've got a profitable system and it's a fairly repeatable process, you find ways to remove yourself from that process. If you want, mm -hmm. if you want your business to grow, you, you remove yourself 
I used to call it the, you know, what if I'm hit by a truck analogies, you know? It's right, like, right. Does this continue? I want it to. I want, it, I want to be able to continue to support my family. Even if I'm down sick for three weeks, does the whole thing grind to a halt or does it continue? So be very intentional about putting things in place and people, and it comes down to people that you trust. But what I've also learned is you can be overly cautious there too, because let's say you bring in the wrong person. It doesn't bring down your whole operation. It's, it's painful. It hurts. You got to let them go. Maybe they try to compete with you for a few months, but for the most part, people who kind of come in and misrepresent themselves and then move on, they're not strong business competitors. They don't have the work ethic and the value system required to maintain and grow and actually be a competitor. They come in and they breeze through and they go on and do something else with their life. But man, if you can find those good people, it's all about the team. It is just, I'm more convinced now, and it sounds kind of cliche to say, but man, you can surround, if you can surround yourself with good people that see the vision and want to build it and you can reward them for the growth. And, and Brett and I both are all in on family. Some people are like, oh, don't hire family. No, man, it's beautiful to be able to work with your family and, and build a business with your family around you. Right. You can position very well. You've heard me say it before, Morgan, bringing dads home, having dads be able, be able to be at home with their family. Now, it's just the two of you right now, but you know, probably more soon, right? And I know the grandparents are pushing <laughs> for that at least. So, yes. hey, um, you know, just being able to be there for those moments and that time as you step into that next stage of life, it's just priceless. And it never gets old, buddy. I'll tell you that. I've been doing it coming right. up on 17 years and I never wake up and go, man, I wish I could go to a, an office today and just not see my family for the next nine hours and, you know, come home late after they're all in bed. I wish I could do that. Right. <laughs> never. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't pop in your head. Never. Not one. No, there's times when we need our space. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'll go for a right. run and go play some ball or something, but... Um, just having that flexibility, man. It's a beautiful thing that you're setting yourself up for. I'm a huge fan, dude. This is awesome. But that, that is what you just said there is it was before I had, had quit my job. I was listening to your podcast and you said, I don't, whew, that was a long time ago. I don't remember what episode it was on. It was, I know it was around when Brett was talking about all those pink, uh, pink and purple dresses on a bunch of those. <laughs> podcast, but you had said, if it's a Tuesday and I want to take my kids to the zoo, I'm going to take my kids to the zoo. And I was like, man, that is, that is something that I, that would be awesome. And at 23, I hope I never have a boss, you know, from here on out. So that is, that is what really inspired me to, man, I got to, you know, I got to figure this out. And then I do want to say, I appreciate that what you're saying about building a team and hiring people, because when you, when you start something like this, it's hard to, it's hard to like, let go. You're like, I built this. I'm the only person that knows how to do this. Nobody can do it like me because they don't have the, the passion. I built this, but I do think, you know, you've kind of built a little gold state warriors over there. You know, you got, you got a great team going. So I appreciate hearing that. I, I needed to hear that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Since you've kind of given me permission to hit that topic again, a little harder, you know, one of the things that I've learned, you learn it the hard way and then it gets easier. Like it took me forever to bring Mary on board. She's the first person. If you send an email to customer support today, most likely she's the one that's going to answer it. It took me probably five, six years longer than it should have to bring her on board because I was thinking no one's answering customer service emails the way I do. I know all the details. It'll take me months to train somebody to have the same passion and heart, to care about the customers as much as I do. There's no way I can bring someone in and represent my business. Third party, that that right person doesn't exist. 
But within about two weeks, she was better than I'd ever been. And within right. six months, she was so far past me that if she trained me, I'd be incompetent. <laughs> right. You know, right. That's the lesson we learned. We, we put ourselves into all these roles. But what you learn very quickly is if it's the right person within just a very short time, you're amazed at, because that's all they do. That's their job. You know, they take right. pride in it. That's what they do. They find ways to improve it. You know, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, my motto of don't, I don't touch box tape, not because I'm too good for it, but because it takes me an hour to tape the boxes that it takes them four minutes to tape <laughs> because that's what they do. They're good at it. They're proficient. My mom is a professional packer. She is. She, I mean, she can, she can pack triple the boxes that I could pack. Exactly. I mean, yes, I agree. That's awesome. Because that's what she does. She specializes. It's the perfect part-time job for the mom, soon to be grandma, if she gets her way, right? And she can exactly. be there with the family and, and be a part of it all. And I know um, Brett's father-in-law, Scott, says all the time, like he cannot imagine a better life than being with his kids, seeing his grandkids around, being a part of the business. He's kind of our Yoda, right? You've heard us talk about him as our Yoda. You know, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's done big business deals. So big numbers don't scare him when we start talking big numbers, commas and zeros. He's like, he's seen all that before. Uh, it's just an invaluable to have him on. But to be able to do this, to do it with family and every piece of it, and I'm sure you've felt this, every piece of this is so counterculture. Like some people mm -hmm. gasped and spit out their coffee when they said you dropped out of college to do this, right? Right. But not around here. We're like, no, that's beautiful. Why wouldn't you? You, right. you, can go, you can go read those books later, get an education on the side, take part-time classes if you want to get a degree. But man, make some money and be with your family now while you can. Uh, right. And it's still counterculture. Have you ever had any weird reactions when you tell people what you do for a living? Like when people say, hey, Morgan, what do you do, man? Almost every day. Oh, it's, it's so funny. I, I'll meet people at church or just around and they're like, so, so what do you, what do you in Holland do? And I'm like, well, she's a photographer and works at the church. And I always save mine for last. I'm like, and I sell on the internet and they're like, yeah, yeah. But what do you do for your full-time job? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what I do. You know, that question got a little easier for me when I finally just wrote a little 20 page PDF. I started yeah. telling people I was an author. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, ooh. They went from going, oh, hmm, you can do that to, oh, wow, that's impressive. <laughs> right. Fiction? And they're like, no, it's not fiction. Uh, but it's a more, you know, it's, it's an easier 15-second conversation that way than, well, you see, there's this internet thing that I do, and it's kind of, it's about 50 different things. How much time do you have? You know, you don't right. have to do that anymore. <laughs> that, yeah, that is awesome. But being... Being young and like you said with with the college and I know Trey, your son, I mean he's he's on a, I mean he's doing amazing things. But yeah, I just you know you kind of think, do I spend twenty thousand dollars in debt to go to school, or do I spend that twenty thousand dollars on something that I can go make money on now? And if you're telling me that pack isn't a uh, isn't learning, then you're crazy because I, I I learn more doing that than sitting in a biology class. Yeah. We have a very different definition of education around here. Right. To me, education has nothing to do with whether or not you went to school and get, got grades. Education is life. It's reading. It, it's a love of learning. It's I learn every day. I'm constantly being educated. Some people are like, oh, I'm pro continuing education. Like, so am I. Never stop learning. 
You don't have to go to a building to do it. You don't have to sit in rows of chairs and go in debt to do it. Exactly. So yeah, your education's continuing and it always will. And, and that's one of the biggest values I think we provide in this community is we stay on the cutting edge because of this community of creative people. Good ideas are always floating. And as great as you've done building a half million dollar business, there's parts that you haven't been exposed to yet that other people in our community are doing that you know, they're, they're earning what you are with, it, with just a slightly tweaked strategy that's going to blow your mind and vice versa. I guarantee you there's plenty of people in our community, Morgan, that are, their arms are crossed and they're going, oh, wait a second. I didn't think you could build a business that size doing just retail arbitrage, looking for bargains. Really? Yeah, here he is, man. This is Morgan. You, are you guys coming to the event in uh, September? I hadn't heard yet. Can't remember. No doubt. Yes, sir. Awesome. So go up to Morgan and you're bringing your wife at uh, Holland? She should be able to because she won't have to ask off work. That re- she's got the time off, right? She should be there. Yeah, that'd be great. So go up and, and introduce yourself to these guys and see them and you'll see this is a legit story. These are you know real people. And like I said, we've, we've known each other for a long time. And I love the, uh, the validation and credibility that comes from... Well, I'll, I'll tell it this way, Morgan. When I first started doing this, I mean, put yourself in my shoes, kind of doing what you're doing now, just hitting it, grinding, and people start coming up to you and they're like, what is it you do? And you kind of get tired of trying to give that four-minute answer that makes sense. It's like, you know what? If you're really interested, I wrote a little document on it. And that starts to take off. And then you start thinking, man, I'd kind of rather not have people bothering me locally. I just want to do what I do. But you're kind of forced into that teacher role over time. Mm-hmm. And then I started craving the local. For a long time, I wanted to be invisible local. Like I want to be able to just, you know, yeah, I'm an internet guy. But now I love it because I've right. seen the effect we're changing lives. And for, to have a, a young man at church come up and like, hey, this is what I'm doing and, and validate it. It's very validating for me. It feels very good for me because a lot of our best success stories are people who live, you know, in, in other countries and I've never right. met them. <laughs> you know, but somebody right. We right live in the, the same street. city. Yep. Yeah. Same right town. In the same city, and and uh, your parents are friends with with Andrea and I, and we go way back, and it's just a great story. So it's an honor honor seeing this take off, and I love that you're involved in family. What other tips might you have for folks if they're listening? Maybe someone. Let's talk to. I like to always kind of close out mm-hmm. these kind of episodes with if someone's kind of new to all of this, you're going to give them some advice, some encouragement. Yes. So I had a couple people when I first started. They told me that. They, and they, they said it to me, you missed the boat. It's, it's past you. You're done. Like that was probably five years ago. You're way too late. And I was like, am I? I don't know. If you haven't started, just go for it. I mean, start with 10 bucks, go buy something and, and see how it goes. So you're not too late. You're not too late. You don't have to have the tech knowledge and, and just pick something and just spend a, spend a week, spend two weeks, just digging in it. and then. And then put that into action and go buy something. And then, but pro- yeah, probably the best thing that I did was, was having somebody pack for me because I can make a lot more money shopping than, than packing. I would say you, you never need to take a big risk either. If you, I would, I mean, there is, that is like one of the things when I first started, I was like, man, I don't know if this stuff is going to sell. How am, I, how am I supposed to know? And you just learn over time what you like to sell, what sells. And I thought at the, at the beginning, I have to go buy a hundred to something, throw them on there. And boy, I hope these sell. I don't have anything in stock over two weeks, over three weeks at the most. And 
you don't have to buy stuff that's going to sit in your garage in a warehouse that you hope is going to sell down the road if you if you follow the correct the correct steps that's beautiful it truly is a very low risk i'm glad you pointed that out because typically we're told that you know starting a business is a very high risk activity regardless of what the business is this one isn't right start with 10 bucks that's great i love it that resonates you know there's there's a lot of experts in our space who teach the way to start this business is to go buy a $5,000 course and then spend $30,000 on inventory and then market your way out of the hole you've just dug. And some people do and have great stories. But then a lot of people wander into our community with a garage full of, you know, misshaped marble towers. (laughs) Like, I'm stuck with this stuff. I don't know what to do. Right. The way in is the very low risk path that you've just described. We, we have people come to us with a stack of cash and like, okay, we've set aside $250,000 to grow a business. Help us turn this into a real business, Jim. And, and we say, well, the first thing you're going to do is not touch the $250,000. We're going to need about a hundred of that, hundred dollars. Yep. And you're going to do some tests mm-hmm. and sell some things on Amazon, get your account set up. Sell right. it for the loss. That's okay. You're going to get used to the process. All right. So mm-hmm. I love that you started there. That's where we start people too. We encourage them. Inch your way in. And then as you've done, you could find yourself in a very significant business very quickly. Right. I love what you said about not being too late as well. I'll pull out my illustration that I've used a dozen times now. There's the two best times to start an Amazon business five years ago or today. Those are the two best times to start because the business, it's exploding, man. It's just exploding. Yes. And every time I think, well, maybe we've tapped out all the strategies for retail. Here comes another success story with a unique slant. And on the most basic strategy that's been around for you know, 25 years now, starting with eBay, people are still tearing it up, building incredible business. But yeah, I'm excited to get you to that stage where you're managing your business and, and reordering wholesale product. And you've got a team out there sourcing and You've got people in other states hitting your hottest products and clearing the shelves. Uh, right. You're capable of all of that, man. So it, it's an exciting time to be in this business for sure. And one, one quick thing is I started this business with 500 bucks. I set aside 500 bucks. And for the first, first six months, that's, I just kept doubling it, doubling it. Now I've, I've had some people trust me with their money to be able to grow it, but I said, I'm, I'm spending 500 bucks and that will, that's it. And the thing about if you're really nervous, if you're really nervous to start, go buy something at the store for $10 and keep your receipt. If it doesn't sell, get it sent back to you, take it back to the store and you break even. There's no risk. Just get started. That's beautiful, man. That's great advice. Yeah. I remember getting texts from, uh, it was either you or your dad. At that point, you were grabbing funding. You're like, "Hey, what's a what's a reasonable interest rate to you know for a three month turnaround? Because we we need some money for Q4 inventory." I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I didn't realize what the what what volume you were getting into, but you're you're definitely taking a seat at the front of the class with these numbers, man. You're doing a great job, and excited to see where it goes from here. And I I suspect there's going to be a few people that have some questions for you, and you know, a lot of times like with success stories, this is kind of like behind the scenes of reality, what it's like to from my position. We have so many success stories in our community, but a lot of people say, ah, I don't know if I want to step out there, get the questions. I'd rather be anonymous. Um, some people are like, I don't want my employer to know that I'm making way more money online, right? So I can't come on your show. So every time someone's willing to come on the show and kind of pull back the curtain and share their story, man, it's just invaluable. And I really appreciate you stepping into that role and 
And uh, I think our community is going to benefit in many ways from your creativity as you continue to grow and, and do some incredible things around here. So thanks a lot, Morgan. I appreciate it, man. Well, when you asked me to be on, I, I mean, I thought I wouldn't be where I am today without this podcast and without PAC. So if I can help somebody else get to where I am, let's do it. Dude, no doubt. I love it. Beautiful. No doubt. Love your heart, man. Love your heart, your love for God and, and your love for your family. Excited to see where you go. If you were a stock, I'm buying it, buddy. All right. Love All you, right, man. man. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, listeners, I just want to give you a quick note as we wrap this one up. Thanks for hanging out with Morgan and I today. It was truly a blast. And I just want to remind you a couple things. Um, if you haven't been to theprovenconference.com, if, assuming you're listening to this before September 2019, theprovenconference.com, come join us, hang out with Morgan, all the other great people that you've heard on this show, the great people from the Facebook community. We'll stick a link to that in the show notes as well at silentgym.com slash podcast. And please share this show with other people. Maybe it's not for you, but maybe you know a young man or a young lady who needs some encouragement. Maybe they're struggling with putting some money in the bank and paying for life and they're, they're frustrated. This can be a side gig. Share this episode with them. Have them take a listen. And of course, we'll put a link to the course that got Morgan started and thousands of other people started. Actually, Amazon told us, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, Morgan, but we were at Amazon headquarters and they spoke very highly of the Proven Amazon course and said that course comes up all the time in surveys and they really appreciate the work that we're doing, helping some of those. I think the number, the number you hit was half a million. 50,000 people, according to Amazon, sold half a million or more on Amazon in 2018 last year. You know, that's, that's a lot of people building some great businesses and our name comes up a lot as a supporting content and community to help make those great stories happen. Um, so it, it's an honor to be able to share stories like this, to be able to, to work with one of the greatest companies ever and to be able to work with this community. I just love my life, man. I love what I get to do for a living, hanging out with cool dudes like you and, and this community. So thanks for listening. Hey, leave us a review on whatever your favorite listening app is, wherever that is. We love iTunes reviews or if you're listening on Podbean or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcast, leave us a review if you would, share it with a friend. And you know, we're gonna be back and do this again with you real soon. God bless all the business building warriors out there. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentGym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.